Welcome. You are currently watching Magnetism, Machines, and Mayhem, hosted by Tony Urbanek with a couple special guests, uh, Adam and Rich today. This is the Reinventing the Tattoo Now Network, where artists, apprentices, uh, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams. We have drawing groups that people can beam into, uh, art webinars. It's a, basically a kind of like that network of TV shows that you want to watch, uh, you know, no real drama, a lot of cool inspiration and stuff. And the goal really is to inspire each other and to do better tattoos. Um, not sure where you're zooming in from. It could be on, well, you're not zooming in. I don't know where you're watching from. Could be uh, YouTube or the Facebook. You might be listening to a replay in the podcast store. But uh, the best place to always find latest information about the Reinventing the Tattoo Network is, you guessed it, www.reinventingthetattoo.com. Uh, you can also find the Reinventing the Tattoo app on either of the app stores. We recently did a, a shift in the technologies. It's a little less community-based, but a lot more course-based, which is cool. Um, it's got like, I don't know, like, like 20 some odd courses, a lot of art courses, lettering and all that. Uh, it also has more history courses that are coming up. And Tony Urbanic has a Build Your Own Tattoo Machine course. It's eight different seminars. So if you're looking to build your own tattoo machine or if you're apprenticing somebody, then it's the perfect course. They should be building their own tattoo machine by hand. It's amazing. Anyways, um, I'm talking about the app at this point. So go to the, either the app stores, search for Reinventing the Tattoo. Uh, you want to get the one that's in the learning section. The, the social one will be on its way out. We just have it there still just to transfer people over. Um, okay. Uh, at any given time, if you're wondering, as I was saying, we have a ton of different shows. If it's uh, two o'clock in the morning and you're not sure what to watch, if you just go to Reinventing the Tattoo, there's a little link, Reinventing 24-7, or, or scroll down on the homepage. And we have five channels of replays going at any given time which is also very helpful if you're looking to recommend reinventing to a friend. You just say, hey, go to the homepage and there's, well, again, there's five shows. And if you speak Spanish, there's a channel there for you. Um, we do a fair amount of weekly shows for the public. There's a lot of reinventing drawing groups uh, that happen on Sunday, one o'clock with Jason Leeser and Tuesday at 10 with Ricardo Stervenat. On Mondays at 11 a.m., there's the Tattoo Weekly with uh, Lauren Gregory from Raw Pigments, Jake Meeks from the Fireside Tattoo Network and, and me. I'm Gabe Ripley, by the way. Um, we go over the last week's highlights. We talk about future events. Uh, sometimes we have pretty cool interviews with people. Those are little teaser interviews on Mondays. Uh, Mondays at nine o'clock are the Reinventing the Tattoo Subscribers exercise exclusively with Guy. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, Wednesdays at 12 noon is the Tattoo Now show. It's happening actually right after this. I've got uh, Gene uh, Coffee and thanks Anderton beaming in, which is gonna be pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, every third Wednesday at uh, 10 o'clock is this, this show, uh, the, the Magnetism, Machines, and Mayhem with, with Tony. Uh, what else we got? Thursdays at 12 noon is the Tattoo Collecting Podcast. Uh, they've been doing it for over a year. Fawn Baker and Jordan Rukas talk with tattoo collectors. So it's great for tattooers to you know hear more about uh, or hear from the collector's point of views. And it's also great for people that are getting tattoos to learn how to not make mistakes and to get awesome tattoos right out of the gate. Um, but like I said, now that people are, are tuning in, I guess uh, I can't do the testing at the same time. Let us know in the chat room uh, if this is working for you. If you have any tattoo uh, tattooer friends that might be interested in tattoo machines, uh, tag them. That way they could find their way here. Let's see here. Uh, real world events. They're, they are actually happening again. Uh, we just had one at uh, uh, True Tubes in uh, Red Tree, uh, February 5th and 6th. You can go to uh, reinventingthetattoo.com live to catch uh, the replays. We're doing all these events hybrid. 
Um, I'm really psyched. I got the tech going so that we mix all the audio and the video and stuff. It's pretty amazing. Uh, let's see, other upcoming events. Uh, April 11th to the 14th is our first uh, Inspiring Tours. It'll be in New Hampshire. These are limited to five to 10 people uh, for four days. The first one's Sean Barber and Nick Baxter. They'll be doing painting seminars the first two days and then a collaborative tattoo uh, the third day. So uh, the, the painting, uh, the, the, the tours itself is all booked up. But if you're interested in getting that collaborative tattoo from Sean Barber and Nick Baxter, it's going to be fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, get in touch with us because uh, they're looking to book that tattoo, I believe. Uh, May 20th to the 22nd is Hell City, Columbus. That's uh, hellcity.com. There'll be a full reinventing room and a full set of seminars. Uh, June 10th to the 12th, Ink Mania down in Florida. Again, we'll have, um, I think Sunday is uh, uh, Phil Holt and Stefano and Guy will be doing, Guy's beaming in, but we'll be doing... Um, uh, a day of seminars and whatnot. I think Franklin Notch is doing seminars down there. That'll be a fun one. Anyways, that's uh, inkmania.com, I think, June 10th to the 12th. Uh, July 29th to the 31st is uh, the first Rubber City Tattoo Invitational in Akron, Ohio. Uh, I completely forgot who's producing it, but um, I'm pretty sure they're cool. No, I'm joking. That's Tony. Tony Tony's putting it on. Uh, it's going to be great. He's got a, a eye for detail. You can check out the Instagram, uh, Rubber City Tattoo Invitational. And... Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit today. Anyways, I'll make your plans for that. That's in Akron, Ohio, July 29th to the 31st. Then in August is the other Hell City that's over in Phoenix. I don't have the dates in front of me because I did not update my script, but I will in the future. And last but not least, uh, October 21st to the 23rd is the Richmond Tattoo Convention. And yeah, Jesse Smith bumped me right out of the way. So I think we're going to we're gonna skip Paradise for another year. I take that back. He didn't skip. I have my own issues why I'm not doing Paradise this year. Anyways, those are the upcoming real world events. And I'm going to blast out thanks to our sponsors real quick because they actually do make all this content available for everybody for free. Uh, raw Pigments, rawpigments.co. They are getting their, uh, yeah, they get the, the, the mixing up all the uh, pigments straight out there in California. It's uh, acrylic free, so all the inks don't dry out in the cups. Uh, anyways, you can go check it out, uh, rawpigments.co. Uh, Lauren's also doing a bunch of interviews with their tattooers. Um, yeah, so, so they got some pretty cool things going on. Uh, Worldtattooevents.com. Alex Van Dutch uh, produces the most comprehensive website about tattoo conventions. And I know this personally, I tried to copy all the tattoo convention information about 10 years ago. And after two days, I was like, there's no fucking way I could do this. So Alex is the man, uh, worldtattooevents.com for all of your tattoo convention schedule needs. Uh, D-Lies Pro is a healing wrap. It's designed specifically to heal. It's like one of the, um, it's not like the, the strain wrap. Strain wrap is designed not to breathe. Um, D-Lies Pro, uh, it's uh, known derm as Dermalize worldwide, thanks to copyright, uh, international copyright bullshit. We have to change up the names or whatever. But anyways, D-Lies Pro in the United States, Dermalize. It's a, a healing wrap designed to heal. Check out all the videos that they have online. Uh, tattoo Now. Uh, I do, that's me, I'm Tattoo Now. I do uh, computer stuff for tattooers. And I think I'm actually all booked up, uh, but you can certainly get a hold of me with any tech questions. And I, I, we actually have a ton of different, or I have a ton of different uh, kind of products, courses and consulting, all that kind of stuff. Anyways, uh, last, but certainly not least, in fact, for reinventing first is Guy Aitchison, GuyAitchison.com. You can see uh, some of his paintings in the background here. Um, inspirational tattooer for, I think, over 30 years now. He's been hammering out, like, just brilliant tattoos you, you know if you don't know guy agent guy agent.com he's got his original paintings there he's got a coil tattoo machine there he's got uh prints uh dvds all that stuff uh and 
reinventing the tattoo uh, reinventing the tattoo reinventing the tattoo.com is guys educational course it has helped i mean tens of thousands of tattooers become better tattooers so if you're interested in yeah, learning and inspiration and whatnot uh you want to check out the reinventing the tattoo canon you actually just shifted over to a trimester format which is amazing so three times a year you know 70 to 100 tattooers uh, are enrolling and then learning together. So every Monday at nine o'clock, as I was saying earlier, they get together to do the exercises based on the previous week's lessons. So uh, you're too late to join this first trimester. The next one is in June, June 14th, it starts. But anyways, go to Reinventing the Tattoo. There's like 30 courses there. It's out of control. It's great. Okay. Uh, last but not least for my opening script here, uh, please leave your positive reviews on all of the different channels. Tell everybody how much you enjoyed the talks about tattoo machines and uh, everybody's insights and wisdoms and jokes and whatnot, but send your constructive criticism straight to me or us. Uh, management at reinventingthetattoo.com. We're always interested in hearing how we could do things better or fact-checking or whatever it might be. Uh, or if you're interested in sponsoring the show, we go out, like I said, on the podcasts and on the YouTubes uh, religiously in a secular way for over a year now, and uh, we won't stop. I think we've got a full, like I said, we've got a full network going. We'll be on Roku pretty soon. Um, yeah, well, there we go. I am going to hop in the background now and pass the hosting duties over to Tony Urbanic from uh, Inkadoo. Inkadoo? Inkadoo? Inkadoo. 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 There we go. Awesome. And uh, yeah, cool, man. Well, I'm excited for, for today's uh, show. I'm going to hop in the background and uh, you guys can take this shit away. Cool. Thank you, Gabe. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Tony Urbanic. I work at Ink and Inkadoo Tattoo Studio in Pittsburgh, and we do this little show here um, now every third Wednesday of the month, um, religiously. I usually do this show with uh, Greg DiGiacinto, but uh, he's at Veritas MFG. But due to some scheduling conflicts this morning, um, Greg had to bow out. Um, so I, I picked up Rich Helton to come in and join us and help us grill out Adam Hoover this morning, who um, runs Adam runs uh, Junk Machine Company. And uh, just to have some clarity on that, his stuff is not junk. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's a good play on what he builds, and it, it's very aligning to his his mind and his style of recycle, repurpose, reuse. It's, it's very fitting. Um, Rich Houghton runs Blood Money Irons. Um, Rich is an amazing um, businessman, friend, <laughs> and confidant. And uh, we've had him on the show before. So I thought he would be an appropriate guest for some grilling. We've been in constant contact in the past couple of days. Actually, the three of us have. I don't believe Adam and Rich have ever met. No. So it should be we're a familiar, good time. We're really familiar, though. I met your uh, your buddy in Chicago, your partner, I think. Tommy. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's colorful. He's cool. He's a cool dude. He traded. Yeah. He traded, swapped some gear machines. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. He has, a, yeah, he did a couple of gears. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Adam, Rich, this is kind of a loose format today. Um, we're going to talk about machines, obviously. Um, we'll talk about the magnetism, the draw to the business, the draw to the work that we do, and the mayhem that surrounds our lives, hence the name of the, uh, the podcast. 
um, the mayhem in our lives, family, travel, conventions, et cetera, et cetera, business. Like it, it, this platform is no holds barred. This is an educational platform where we just cover like a broad spectrum of the perspectives of our lives as tattooers and machine builders. So uh, y'all know who I am. So Rich, you were on here uh, several months back, but you wanna go ahead and uh, reintroduce yourself to the folks out there that are listening and catch them up to uh, speed. Basically, my name's Rich Helton. Uh, been running Blood Money since 2009. Um, I mean, it all, all started just like most machine builders, just mostly tinkering with stuff and, you know, then assembling stuff and then, you know, got into welding at first and then kind of fell in love with brazing three-piece machines together. Blood Money Irons. Mm-hmm. But the Blood Money is, is funny. Is I actually got... Uh, I don't know, not harassed, but uh, I ordered some stickers from, I think it was 555 stickers or something on Instagram. And someone uh, someone said I was stealing the name because uh, the rapper of the game has a blood money uh, record label. And so that was basically kind of stealing trademark infringement type stuff. But I don't know. Uh, it was just something that kind of stuck with, with me, the blood money and you you've been in the business how long now rich uh in the tattoo business since 97 mm -hmm. i uh started working with my parents in uh akron at uh, a place called larocks uh that place is was started in like, i believe 94 it was downtown akron but yeah it's it's been a quite a journey for sure and um adam you want to give us a little bit of information about yourself, um, your history, your background, how long you've been in the, the industry, how you started, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. I'm Adam Hoover. I've been tattooing for about, what, 15 years now or something? Going so, on there, something like that. It's been a long time. Lost track. Hold up, my bad. <laughs> but, uh, I just started building machines a couple of years ago, actually. Oh, look at those. Hey, look at those. Gift from a friend, you could say. But yeah, I just started building. I've always loved tinkering with machines and doing stuff, but I always hated, man, you'd spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a custom machine from a dude, and it would just come and run like crap. And yeah. So. Get it powerful. I did that a few times and I like the last one that really kicked me off. I spent like 450 bucks on and I took the machine and cut it clean in half and said, well, I'm going to learn how to make my own now. So <laughs> that's what I've been doing since. And honestly, I was actually inspired by when you came up building all your crusty old junky machines kind of fell in love with that style. Who's that? That's right up my. Uh, that would be me. Because. Yeah, because Rich does super clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine are not, mine are classy junk. <laughs> classy yeah, junk. I, I wanted to talk about that. Like the name junk machines, it, it, some people would probably think that as a slight, um, not knowing what you do, but I think that the, it, it was a smart yeah. concept to put to the work that you do. 
Um, how did that come about originally, the name? I was just hanging out with one of my buddies trying to come up with a name for the machines. And every time I'd hand one to my buddy, he would joke that this thing's a piece of junk. I'm like, well, you can't get mad if it's a junk machine. You, it says it right in the name. If it doesn't run good, it's junk, right? You're right. But no, we'd hit the we'd hit the scrapyards and the junkyards and cool. antique stores, look for old junk. My man. Actually, like that one rotary that they just posted the video of. It's like, uh, yeah, I built some rotors. I know. But it's like an old 1930s tin thing, you know, and it's cool junk, man. It's, it's fun. Reminds me of a spiderweb. Did something similar to like, like that. Just pieces and parts of stuff. Just combine it together and makes pretty badass machines. Yeah, it's, it's, it's art that creates art. People exactly. And it's cool because it's one of a kind and you, you won't see that again. No, it'd be hard to duplicate too. As close as you can, but it'll never be the same. No, right. no. And that's what I. That's kind of the fun of it too. Is production machines are kind of cool and they're fun to build and just slap together, but the real yeah. one, you know, one of a kind ones are really fun to build. I almost hate when I get an order from somebody. It's more fun just to build something and yeah. sell it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, not, not yeah, there's a lot of problem solving when it comes into working with random materials that you scavenge from random places, you know, and there's a lot of issues right. I've, I've come across, like intermingling different types. Um, sometimes the projects work out and sometimes they end up on the bench for years. You've been in my studio, you've seen there's things <laughs> that have been sitting for 10, 12 years that just stump me. Right. eventually i'll figure the problem out and come back to it and resolve it um i yeah i enjoy that i i enjoy the, the the aspect of repurposing and just like you know i frequent a lot of flea markets and i'll see things just on the table and, and it's funny there's another machine builder you know to drop his name is bryce stuck he's he's in pittsburgh now also and he kind of aligned well he definitely aligns with our style you know the bernard's um, the real crusty Rogers steampunks and uh, we cross paths at the flea market like every weekend <laughs> they're early because Bryce is going to get all the good shit you know <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I follow him online he's got bad stuff for sure yeah I got to, I got a whole basement full of crap <laughs> that how about yeah. junk that I could send to you <laughs> and you can repurpose I'm just going to come through with a box and clear you out <laughs> Next hey time man feel free anytime <laughs> oh, a lot of stuff laying around you guys more than welcome anytime so uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna jump back over to rich for a minute because we're talking about builds and you know custom builds and i know rich um you had mentioned on your you're working on a new project yeah um i don't know if it's top secret or you want to talk about it is it cool to talk uh, about it Sure. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I've uh, I've only got three of them that I'm working business. on right now. This yeah. is uh, can't really tell through the the video, but it, it's a mini, but it's made for cartridges. Basically, it's almost like a math equation. You got to try to figure out, you know, the the amount of tension that the plunger from the 
cartridge, you know, adds to the uh, A bar. But yeah, it seems to be going pretty good. I got a couple of guys testing them and everything goes good. I'll probably put them on my website probably this, uh, this weekend if I can get, you know, five of them together. Right. That'd be so, sweet. So I'm gonna do, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar at all with like, uh, like horror action figure stuff. You can kind of see my background. I kind of collect that stuff, but uh, they always have like one that's like a splatter. So I'm going to do one splatter and the rest of them will be clean. Oh, I thought that was the test machine and that was just the byproduct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this might be one I keep. I'm not sure. I don't know. I got to start keeping my stuff because I'll, I'll start forgetting how I made it. <laughs> yeah. So it, tell me about the differences in this machine as compared to a regular uh, stiff, stiff. Well, if you ball. really look, I, I got, I, I came out about two years ago with something called a Reaper coil. Okay. And all that is, is a little uh, rubber O-ring that goes on top of the coil that um, absorbs a little bit of the um, impact. Yeah. And the first thought everyone thought it would take away from the hit and it actually adds to it and it like stabilizes it. But the biggest thing it does that I like is it broadens the power range on the power supply. I can use this at five volts, four volts, all the way up to seven volts. So the idea is to be able to make something that I can use as a liner and a shader for, for uh, cartridges strictly. So, but that's the idea. Um, like I said, we're still trying to test it out this week and then kind of go from there. Right. So it has a clean sweep through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it, the, it geometry runs, of the... the geometry is like really similar to like the basic Malone jigs. Okay. Um, but like uh, the biggest, the other thing is, it doesn't have a traditional sound to it, you know. Like that's at six five. Yeah, I can't hear. Four five. I think it's too close. <laughs> Sounds like a rotary from here. Right. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. I can't hear. You know, you sorry, just to jump in, you probably ha Zoom probably has like an auto noise correction, so it's I bet Zoom is probably pulling that sound right out. That's cool. You, you'll get to, you're traveling, right? You'll be traveling more. Yeah. Well, this year I'm trying to stick the closer conventions around, around me. Um, yeah. It gets really rough for me to travel far. Well, I mean, you guys know, I got, I got a daughter, two-year-old daughter and wife right. at home. So, but yeah, yeah like the difference, here's a co regular coil. Oh yeah. You can definitely hear the difference. Yeah, I mean, and this one, you know, again, the, the main thing I did the Reaper coil for, I used to have like really bad elbow tendonitis. Yeah, you can hear and, it. And forearm problems and the vibration was really messing with me because my machines tend to have a little bit uh, extra tension on them. So I tend to get yeah. a little bit more vibration. So I did the Reaper coil to kind of kill some of the vibration, which helped a lot. I mean, it's what I use every time I tattoo. Um, it's just something that probably didn't really catch on too much. I feel like everything needs a purpose, you know, and the Reaper coil was more directed to older tattooers that, you know, were ailing with elbow and forearm issues, even carpal tunnel stuff. Cause I, I, I honestly feel like the machine should be able to do most of the work for you. You should be able to guide the machine. You shouldn't have to push it. You shouldn't right. have to like grip it hard. You, you know, you should be able to relax your hand. And I mean, you're going to be able to tattoo longer that way. Uh, 
it seems like it did a little less trauma to the skin also so yeah good balance yeah you know yeah, i like the well. look of the, the minis so see, we'll see how it goes right on so when do you when do you think you're going to be in full production of those uh, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to build them in fives. Uh, it will be a, a production, like, I'm going to do those colors, you know, with the $2 bills and all that. Uh, hopefully, if everything goes good, I'll have them on the website this weekend and, you know, sell them in, you know, in sets of fives or whatever. Might number them, I'm not sure. But hopefully, yeah. pretty soon. I'll have to keep an eye out. I'd like to try one. Like, I'm pretty strict coil. Um, yeah. As far as lining, lining is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mess with some rotaries. Um, I use a whip for black and gray and some color. I like the yeah. adjustment on the, and the flexibility of it for a softer hit and it, right. it could get punchy, but I'm not very well um, versed in, in uh, rotaries. You know, I haven't yeah. played with enough of them. There's so many out there. Like I, I played yeah. with a dozen or so, but nothing is really uh, settled with anything right right so yeah i mean a... i I've, I've tried i mean i i use one rotary from uh, amoeba um i've yeah. tried the pen thing i personally everyone around me loves them <laughs> but i i personally can't get into them they're too light i mean it feels like you're tattooing with like you know an empty empty water bottle you know yeah, I almost need that weight on my hand to keep the stability yeah. of my line work. And maybe right. just because of the generation we grew up in, and it's, yep. it's hard to adapt. Um, I used to have guys come to me for the heaviest machine possible. I'd build these ginormous J frames with three 16-inch thick side plates and quarter-inch nice. base plates that weigh like five pounds. And people were like, this is stable. I don't even feel it run. Right. And after using it for 20 years, you 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 know, you have a forearm like a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't see that a whole lot no more. You know, like these, these kids have been tattooing for two and three years and all, all they use is those pens and stuff. And it's like, man, steel tubes, I mean, they don't scrub oh, tubes no more. Yeah. It used to be they didn't make needles. Now yeah, they don't scrub tubes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I understand the convenience and all, all that crap. crap. Used to split the ends of the the diamond tips from a uh, national. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. used to wear them all out. I used to have to file my old tubes down. The old yeah, tubes. I could scratch the skin. Yeah, Papillon made the best tubes back in the day. Those oh were yeah, my favorites. And then Cam came out and started selling yeah. these tubes for almost nothing, and we'd buy like yeah. twenty, thirty at a time. Yeah, yeah, and then if you order so many, you'll get a free tattoo machine. Yeah, they were fucking horrible though. Yeah, I mean, we burn them up so fast. The tips were just junk, like pot right. metal junk. Whereas like Papillon were like true stainless. They would last forever, man. And then yeah. you could reorder a tip for like 12, 16 bucks and you get another five years out of it. Worldwide started making uh, disposable steel tips or, yeah. or tubes. You put, you slide into a um, twist grip. Those are, I mean, I tattooed with those and it, I mean, it brought me back. It, just yeah. the difference from tattooing with a steel tube compared to a plastic tube is night and day. I like true tubes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have the, the steel tip on them. Yeah. 
Yeah, when I, when I made a transition to, to disposables with coil machines, um, I leaned way into True Tubes, Derb's product, and yeah. I still enjoy that. Super nice, yeah. Yeah. True Tubes are. Yeah, they're super, super nice. It's a good idea, too. I mean, because, oh, I mean, yeah. that, that is one of the biggest things that you, you miss with a, a disposable is the, the steel tube or steel tip on it. Yeah, it's, there's just you see the needle better, you know, it, it just feels better. Yeah, it feels better. It's more stable. And I see the quality of line control as well. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Machines seem to run What's that, Adam? It said the machines seem to run a lot better with the stainless tip, also. Right. Yeah. A lot more consistent. Um, I was just up at Red Tree. Um, Derb's studio and he has the supply company in there you guys ever been up there it's it's quite a thing man it's something else he's really it's impressive to say the least when you walk into this place like what he has going on and not to not to mention that he's just like one of the coolest guys he's so yeah nice for sure inviting and he has such an array of talented artists there so i highly recommend going up there he's pretty open-armed about guest spots and tours and talking about his products so if you ever get a chance pop up there that was a fun time um so it, it, at, at, at getting back to adam he sent me he sent me a rotary a couple weeks back that was, <laughs> it's called death the rotor. death rotor i don't know if you've seen this thing rich mm -mm. Oh my God, dude. So I went on his page one day, a couple of weeks ago on Instagram and he's holding this contraption he made. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Dude, you just have to see Adam. You want to tell him about this thing? Cause I don't know the specs, but it's a rotor with a cooling fan and a heat sink. And it's about, shit. yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to show him that. Did you bring it with you? No, I'm at home. I've been sick for two days. I haven't, I haven't been oh, in. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that last You night. said it was on Instagram? Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it right here. Holy so, shit. Well, I grew up, too. I love I love all things technical and RC cars and whatnot. So I had a stupid idea one day to build a rotary with a 10th scale radio control car motor. Wow. Just, just <laughs> wow. to see if I could do it. <laughs> So, I love your reaction, Rich. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool. I... So I got a couple I do. It's a, and it's a five. There it is on the right. Oh that's yeah, it. that's that's the death rotor uh, sidewinder. Oh, that's the sidewinder death rotor. That's a whole other animal in its. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a ten scale RC crawler motor. They're all American made with bearings and whatnot. They're awesome, awesome company. But uh, I used to compete with the scale RC cars and all that shit. And it would push my 10 pound RC truck for days on end without even getting warm. Hey, hey so sorry, I'm just like, real this... quick. Where, where, where can I find this one on your, uh, am I going up or down? I wanna, I wanna show this off. Oh, it should, be, should be back down a little bit. There's, There's the, the motor. motor to it right there in my hand. You see how big it is. They're just ridiculous. Oh yeah, it's it's stupid. So that one's a a thirty five turn. It's yeah. <laughs> you could engrave somebody's bones with that one for sure. 
it's oh you like could chisel a sidewalk with this thing man i told him i gotta do a blackout sleeve and i'm using a 45 mag that's not like, big enough yeah he's like this will be <laughs> fine like, oh my yeah, god i got it and ran it my guys in the shop were like oh my god you're gonna use that thing i'm like yes yes i am <laughs> it is surprisingly super super smooth and it lines like a beast it, it, you know what? It has a super smooth sweep, so you could run it super slow. I, I guarantee whatever you put in it, it's going to make it happen. Oh, yeah. You said you lined with that thing? Oh, yeah. I lined with, like a, with a little five line. I did a few tattoos with that before I sent it to you, yeah. and it was super, super smooth. I was yeah. actually pretty impressed with how, uh, how, how out there it is. Oh, it's <laughs> out there, man. So when I got it, the cooling fan wasn't hooked up. So we had to make that. No. Happen. Oh, did you? We made that. Okay, I, yeah, I remember did. some years back, I, I heard not, a dude. podcast or something. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Guys were complaining. You know, they thought that maybe blood particles and air moving around the shop. So I unhooked the cooling fan just in case, you know, shit didn't blow around or get sucked into the tattoo. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, yeah, makes sense. That hey, Gabe, pull that back up, will you? The cowbell. That cowbell is pretty cool. The cowbell is a cowbell, something else, Gabe. That was one of my failed experiments with the triple coils. It failed? Well, the machine, I just slapped the frame together real quick and it ran like crap. So I've been uh, wanting to make one of these. Yeah, so that's kinda, super cool. So when, when I used to build machines for Kingpin, um, the, the first series of church machines, um, whoever casted them, <clears throat> they did it out of gray iron. So the two vices would all snap at the neck. So people uh, would send them back and I, you know, I'd replace the machines with a, a whole new machine and duck dial, just swap the parts out, put a new frame on it. But I would take the old machines and I'd whack the two vice off and I would build doorbells out of nice yeah and blown out coils that went in psych or ohm correct and you just i've had all these boxes of parts i'm like what am i gonna do with this shit I'm, just went back full circle man became doorbells and i would just give them away i, I might yeah, have I picked up a few old school bells at the thrift store i found to make some cool desk bells and shit lately so i got something cool for you guys um that me and gabe well gabe actually um hit me to it it was an idea we had for Red Tree, but uh, we just didn't have <laughs> Red Tree was just like a last second thing. So for the Rubber City show, what we're going to do is we're coming up with the idea of the, the tattoo machine. Olympics. <laughs> I think this is something you guys would definitely shine in. So it, it, I, I don't have the list of the ideas we came up with right here, but one of the ideas is the platform with essentially like a slot car track going down and we're going to race coil machines down it so the vibration oh, of the machine nice and then we i think adam hate to say it but your death road will probably win the next one we're going to chisel through something don't know oh, what yeah. but maybe we'll that's a cool idea for sure kinds of materials and groupings like everybody will have a specific grouping that i bring like okay it's a 45 mag you got to chisel through this 1950 56 dodge hubcap like make it happen <laughs> nice. there you go. i got a machine for that i got a small yeah, death row. 
No, did you see that? With a weed whacker motor. Right. (laughs) I did like a a mini death rotor, and the thing sounds like a goddamn airplane taking off an aircraft carrier. I think there's a video. There's a video of it on my page. Is it? Oh, I have to dig that up. If Gabe can't find it, we'll have to dig that up. Yeah, it's down. What other crazy stuff have you built, man, that you're most proud of? Like just off the wall. It could be anything, not not just machines, just I mean well, which... I, I build a little bit of everything. Yeah. We build and do woodworking and house stuff. And I just like to tinker and build a little bit of everything. Right. But I dig machines. It's fun. It's fun making art that makes art. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I see you're 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 on it, man. Like you, you live, you're out in where are you at again? You're way out west, like northwest. Oh, I'm in the middle of Michigan, yeah. Oh, you're Michigan. I was thinking you yeah. were Iowa for some reason. Oh, so yeah, that machine. I love that one. Old school Cleveland That's, stuff. Yeah, I was that, say. you'll dig it, Tony. That spring across the bottom is actually the factory trigger spring out of my Glock. <laughs> wow. Repurposed, oh, yeah. man. I just was cleaning my gun one day and I'm like, you know, this would make a good spring for Cleveland. Just <laughs> I don't need this gun. I need a machine. <laughs> right, yeah, all the time. There it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> right. It's just looking at it. I'm like, what is happening? This is something, yeah. It's either going to take off on its own or it's going to work. <laughs> it's like a time machine. Yeah, it's That's fantastic, dude. And I'll say, Rich, this kid cranks some shit out like on a daily basis. And I, I just watch. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, and see where his mind goes. Like, yeah, that's cool. Fantastic. Just the randomness. You got to find, if you go down a few more, there's a video of me holding a machine next to a power supply. You got to hear this damn thing. It, it runs from one and a half to nine volts. And I cannot tattoo with it past three volts. It's just, it's, yeah, it's too sounds much. Like, it sounds like something you need to ship to James Vaughn. That dude would put that thing to work. He like, down, we, we have uh, some qu- a question in from uh, the chat room. There's a, hey, you guys aren't doing bad. There's more people watching now than when we started. Um, hey, man, if there's a dude named Sean on there, don't read his questions. <laughs> Sean, okay, no, no, no. This is uh, well, one Barrett. from uh, no. Ricardo. <laughs> Ricardo, um, I can't pronounce. I'm a whitey from New England. I can't pronounce names. I'm sorry. But uh, Ricardo asks, uh, do you think coil machines have a huge difference between the old and new um, and the modern coil machines? Uh, that is, could you talk about maybe the, dis- the differences in application and the skin you know, weight, etc. I guess we're comparing uh, old machines and new machines. Who wants to start? I don't think there's much of a difference. I almost find that no. a lot of guys are almost going back to the old school way of doing it. I know I have found myself going from new mini pretty machines to kind of the old school junky looking long throw hitters, you know. So I don't think much changed other than the manufacturing, honestly. 
Hey, Rich, real quick, while you're setting up your camera, can you turn it sideways or when you're setting up your phone camera? Yeah, Perfect. there we go. Sorry, my, my iPad just died on me. So I uh, recently, I've, I've been blessed with the opportunity, but I mean, through the years, I've played with um, original machines from the, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And there are differences <clears throat> definitely manufacturing um adam has it nailed there um i I've, I've had a chance to dissect some rogers machines that were in a fire that mike skyver owned and try and get them back to working order and uh i've been a fan of rogers my whole career and kind of, kind of obsessed about them over the past 10 years to try and gather as much information as I can. And before I touched his stuff, I, I attempted, you know, many, to utilize many different parts that I thought were original. And I will honestly say that I don't see much of a difference in any of it. No. I think it's more or less the builder. Um, yeah. Time takes its toll on frames and mm -hmm. the, the, the accoutrements, the parts. <laughs> and I think it's more of a weathering aspect. If the machine is built in an incredible manner, and you build a machine in a credible manner and you put those two together and they're tuned proper to the proper specs, there's not much of a difference. Like, yeah, this, you know, there's, there's little things like, I think springs have changed dramatically, you know, yeah. just yeah. the manufacturing aspect. And there's a flip side of that because there are some shitty springs that have been made out there, but there are some really wonderful parts out there. Um, spring stock is spring stock um clock springs or clock springs you know people use a lot of different things banding materials have they changed i don't think really they've changed much and you know like yeah, that, I guess that it's mostly the tweaks little tweaks that the builder makes you know yeah, yeah. a bar size spring tension material yeah well and i think there's just so much more experience with building them now that guys you can really fine tune them a lot more now and a lot more there's a lot more knowledge you know capacitor size and wire size and yeah there's just all that those years of knowledge being that you can put into them now to build you know whatever you want yeah i, I think as a builder it's a matter of finding which materials work best for you to achieve the outcome that you're looking for as far as mechanics are concerned like rich said the weights um, you know, I do a lot of specific things to my casts, cast frames, um, certain materials I use and Adam and you and me talked about that, like with my A-bores and my cores, the weights and what they're made of. I don't talk about it, but, uh, there are differences. I agree. And it, it comes down. I think it, it, it all has to come together. Like Rich said, as, as a builder, like the tweak the refining, the geometry, the weight, um, how how it's going to output, the wines, how perfect everything is 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 going to decide the fate of that machine. 
Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I don't think it's any different than the 50s. No, didn't you uh, just redo some, uh, what was it, uh, Philadelphia Eddie machines or something? Me? Yeah. Paul Rogers. Diver? Paul Rogers. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did uh, four restorations. Restorations. Um, they're pretty hit. They were hit pretty bad in a fire. And they're on my page. Um, how I received them and how I gave them back to him. You know, and that was a delicate process because, you know, part of me didn't want to really even touch them. Right. But something inside of me said, you know, these machines are made to be tattooed with. They're they're, going to continue their legacy in somebody's hands. So I redid them. I gave them back to Mike. Mike's been tattooing with them. And actually, the two machines that I gave back to him recently were both pittsburgh-based artists who have since passed like years like they were tattooing like when i was a little baby um that's cool that's that's crazy i mean just to think about the history of those in, in those machines you know yeah it, it was kind of you know first you know rich when you someone puts a machine in your hand like oh that's a cool machine you know and then somebody puts like a jonesy in your hand you're like oh man that's that's cool but then somebody puts a machine in your hand that the whole reason you're in this industry was because of a the guy that that owned it tattooed you when you were 17 which is me b he passed he passed on a legacy and c the reason why i build machines is because of paul rush so one day I was just sitting there. He puts it in my hand. He's like, here, I want you to fix these. And I'm like, cool. And then the next day I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, oh, my God, I couldn't breathe. I'm like, what? Like, you, you realize the magnitude of the history and the responsibility yeah. you just put in your hand. Yeah, Skyver did that to me at the last Cleveland convention. I, yeah. I, he, I got to retune uh, the Philadelphia Eddie machine that he, he's, he was giving to um, Troy. Yeah. but he was also tattooing troy with it yeah yeah and i was just like wow he just needed to get it running to be able to do a tattoo and i got to retune it and stuff I, and it was just like i i kind of didn't even want to touch it but uh-huh. you know i wanted <laughs> to, be able to do something with it so but i mean we're obligated now yeah. we've yeah. just stepped in we stepped out of the shadows into the footsteps of giants and right we're supposed like, to know what i'm doing so <laughs> Yeah, you're like, hey, this is what I do. You're putting it out there. So people are going to say, hey, yeah. I'm calling you out. You're that good? Yes, do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of a weird thing. Oh, good, huh? <laughs> was, that the, was that the profile machine, the faces? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they went through the fire also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they needed new springs and stuff. And that, that's the biggest part. I just didn't want to replace the springs. I tried my hardest to not to. Yeah. And I ended up having to put new springs on them. And I was like, oh, man, I kind of felt bad. But So you had to do those on the fly at the Cleveland convention. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, wanted, to, he wanted to tattoo with them that night. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Be one thing to fun. do at your, your workshop where you have the necessary facilities to. Yeah restore some of those pieces without you know replacing try to make the springs kind of look a little aged or something you know do something where it doesn't look so clean and shiny 
on yeah. something that's you know obviously not you know yes yeah, smoked is what i call it smoked <laughs> that was his fire was that was sad yeah that was a tough one did you ever get to visit the museum no no i didn't i i i, I see skyver all the time at conventions and you know we go outside and smoke and you know you know talk it up and stuff but you know, he's such a nice dude so did he bring his showcases up to Cleveland to display what was left? Yeah, yeah. 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 So you know the magnitude of some of these projects, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something else. Um yeah, you know what? He's that guy's part well, he yeah. He's, he's opened a lot of doors. Crazy hell with like yeah, car again, a car accident or got hit by a car or something and yeah, he wrecked his motorcycle, punctured his yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, sidecar. That, that all that happened during COVID for him or something, and good God. Yeah, I talked to him the other day. He was chopping wood, man. Him and Mary are doing great. That's great. That's he great. Me this morning, he's heading out to Philly, so he won't be down to the Pittsburgh convention this weekend. Oh, man. Are you guys coming down for the Pittsburgh show? Is it this weekend? Yes. No, I'll be in Philly also. And Philly is this coming weekend, six or eighteenth. No, Philly's the following weekend. No, next weekend. Next weekend. Right. <clears throat> you guys. Oh, I might, might try to come up to Pittsburgh then. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. See what uh, I have going on. I'll be in the studio Saturday. I have someone flying in, but I'll be there um, Friday and Sunday is like my kickback day. So I'll be be nice. on Sunday. Um. Yeah, when you, you you're going to Philly, why don't you stop through, Adam, on the way, and I'll load you up. Well, yeah, either on the way or the way back. Well, if you I'm gonna go up. through Thursday. Next Thursday, I'll be heading through. Okay, so how many shows do you have lined up this year, Adam? Uh we got Philly next week. Doing Chicago next month. Uh, middle of the map in Des Moines, Iowa in May. I'm actually the sponsor, the machine sponsor for that show, which right. it's a super rad show. This will be the second one. I might do that, uh, that Pittsburgh, the tacos, the tacos one. Yeah. Justin I might try to do a couple more kind of through the summer and fall just, just to get out and travel and see the country. We do. It, it's a really great show. It's in August this year. It's the West Virginia. Yeah, Texas. that's always a good show. <laughs> and doing Rubber City too, obviously. Yeah, I might be there. I might be Rubber City. Um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too, Rich. <laughs> no, it's all good. Actually, it, it, the show is doing really well, man. It's it's got a lot of traction. It's got a yeah. lot of attention. I'm super psyched for that show. Yeah, that's going to be a blast. Um, but yeah, the Rocco Cunningham runs that West Virginia show, and that's in Morgantown, right on the college campus. And yep. it's just—it's the small show, Hunter Boots, and it's just the vibe, dude, is just all love. Like it's awesome. It, Lots of coil machines there too, aren't there? A lot of coil guys. Yeah, yeah. that's what's nice to see—is go to a convention and actually hear a convention. Yeah, I, I sponsored that show. I sponsored that show since day one. Nice. Uh, Rick Cherry also. He's a yeah, super good dude. Yeah, he's a big sponsor of that show as well. He, he's backbone. Skyver's down there. 
Jimmy Oddfellows comes down. Yep, I know I Jimmy. He's from up your way. Yep. Uh, I build. I build with him. Well, little little ways back when he was building a lot more, but I used to build with him a lot. I know. I think Corey Corey um, Cubs comes down for that one. Yep. Or clubs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one to look into, for sure. for sure. Send me a link. I will do so. We can talk to Rocco and see what we can do. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, trying to think what else I want to cover here. I took a couple notes. So, oh, what I usually ask people, and I didn't put this to my notes, is like, what are your upcoming plans, um, Adam? Like, where do you foresee yourself? like pushing forward like what are you doing man like where are we going with all this what's 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 the final quest <laughs> or is there a final quest you know i've been i've been debating that a lot lately i really don't know we're getting ready to probably move back to my hometown this summer but with that will come a nice machine shop we'll have set up like a legit one so i don't know if i want to maybe go more the way of uh, Rich here and get into some more production kind of stuff or start making parts or I definitely want to travel. I'd like to get overseas. I know a couple guys overseas that are real cool. It'd be fun to just see the world and build shit and have fun. I feel like the whole industry's done a 180 again from like when I started tattooing. Everyone's super cool and friendly again. And yeah. It's it's that, been nice. These that is one thing. Like I'll say, when when I first started, it'd been like late '90s, early 2000s. Man, especially when I was in Akron, like shops didn't talk. No. Guys didn't talk to each other. It was it no, was almost around the And that's I don't know. That's garbage to me. Yeah, I hated that. You'd go to a convention or something, and nobody gives you the time of day. Or right, I hated it. Yes, yeah, they're, they're so much fun. I mean, these builders yeah, are like that really bad. Like, you know, they, they think they got the top secret, you know, the, the magic sauce, and they, they're not giving it to nobody. And I, right. I think, you know, for coil, coil machines to survive this, you know, pens and rotary stuff, you know, these needs to be more knowledge being put out there, you know, oh, I I don't know help, helping the younger generation understand the history with coils and the you know the magic it means it, it is magic you know it is it, it, it blew me away the last couple conventions i did these younger younger tattooers would come up to me and be like they had no idea what the coil machines were or if they did they're like oh that's one of those old school ones you know like from the right. 40s that nobody you like they were just blown away it's like they were looking at a old rotary yeah. phone or something i mean yeah. and it, it's sad to me that's sad but i mean don't get me wrong some of these kids are doing some amazing shit that you know took oh, yeah. some 10 years to you know be able to come close to but you know they're doing it in two and three years and oh yeah they are and they're killing well, it but at the same time i mean i don't know hey like i always say from a to b whatever gets you there i don't care if you use a stick a coil yeah. a fucking right. Yeah, C motor, whatever works, man. Whatever makes you happy, I'm cool with all that. Yeah. Um, there was a time when the shift came, 
not to roll back out of that statement, but rotaries have been around a long time. Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, it's just there's no reason why they everything can't coexist and it's it's actually i personally i shade with a rotor for some things and i color pack with a, a, a coil machine but i i specifically line yeah depending on a piece with a coil i just it's the way i work and that's just not take, i mean yeah. not you, wrong you, can get a, you can get a pen to line yeah it's gonna take you a lot longer I a can't. lot more effort. Not really. See, I don't know. The way I run mine, though, man, I crank them up and send it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I'm with it. I have no problem. My buddy my buddy that works in the shop with me built this little rotary with this little, I don't know what the hell motor's in it, man, but it lines like nothing I've ever used before. I can push an 18-round single-pass solid. Yeah, nice. And it's just stupid. At, like, four volts. My, my issue is these kids don't even know what a single-pass is. Right. And it's solid, no choppiness, no nothing. So, I think it all depends I, on the style too. Like, there's a painterly style where you don't want to do trauma and you want to layer after layer after layer after layer when you're color yeah. blending like an oil painting. So, that totally right. makes sense for that style of art. And those yeah. pens in rotary work well for that, you know, soft yeah. outlines that put, put shit out of focus, you push pull contrast. Right. You could do it with a coil. Um, and I've seen guys do traditional hardline stuff with fucking Cubans that their mm -hmm. ripping lines is from wrist to elbow in one pull, man. I just, right. I just, I don't get it. And there's an, there's a guy from, he's about an hour north from me, Nick Cristofano, who's doing a sick ass um, rotary. It's called Nine Sparrows. And I've been keeping an eye on him. He, he doesn't, I don't, I've known him a long time. I don't think he realizes I've been keeping an eye on his shit, but man, he's, he's something to watch now. You, you're going to see this nine sparrows. It's going to pop, man. This shit's going to blow up in the rotary game. Yeah. It's so hard in that one though. Cause there's just so many. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, yeah, everybody started knocking Cubans machines, like especially the overseas cats, man, ripping those, that same yeah. frame style sidewinder side double spring. Yeah, um, there's a ton. But that's what happens when, when you revolutionize an industry. Look at Aaron Kane when he was casting biomech machines. Holy shit, dude. There was a war going on in the 90s. Yeah, there's guys. Yeah, I give Aaron a lot of credit. He was one of my uh, main influences. Him, Seth, Soba, um, I don't think who else, and Bernard. Bernard was like, when I saw Bernard's shit, I was just like, oh, my God. Right. I got to marry this guy. Like, he, he's, <laughs> I get it, you know. I grew up around antiques and, like, industry and scrap yards and shit, and I saw what he was doing. I was like, that's, yeah. That's Have you seen? Do you, you still follow Aaron Kane? His stuff now. Is oh my! So refined, dude. He's amazing. Well, the metal. He's taking those are, those Austin frames and then carving them up, and my God. Seems yeah. Next level every day. Every day. The material he uses is what gets me because that mm. shit's not cheap, and even in raw form, and then just to cut it apart like that. Yeah, the Damascus stuff. Yeah, and that superconductor and all that bullshit. That superconductor is mind-blowing shit, man. So expensive. 
I love to see his process. Well, I think he he's making a lot of his like folding his own Damascus. If 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 I am understanding correct, yeah, mm-hmm. can't. That's cool. That. Yeah, there we go. That that'd be the that'll be the next evolution. I'll get a forge and start making my own goddamn metal to weld up. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be super fun. I'd love to get him on here one day. Yeah, his shit's ridiculous. Yeah, it gets real quiet in here. With it. uh, it's just, it's just crazy. Separate, it takes me back because I, I, I used to have that hook machine. Yeah, I've, I have four spirals. That hook machine was a shit. Yeah, I have his number one gold spiral. Nice. And then I have I just picked up a, a frame from Bryce Stuck. It's a, it's a it's a cut back double spiral, but I have two other low number double spirals too. I have a hook. Um I'm trying to, I have a bunch of his stuff. I have one of his first 13 machines. Yeah, Bryce. Yeah, his stuff's cool. Yeah. It's it's, it's grimy. Yeah, dig it. It's, yeah, it's got that old turban neck feel to it. <laughs> Wow. The fuck's name? yeah it's got the it, it looks like that thing rode around in a 1926 model a ford's engine compartment for 40 yeah. years right that's the look man that's the rat rod old school that's that's uh that's the machine dude it's just mm-hmm. raw dog dig it definitely yeah he he was uh I, I spoke with him. He was in my studio about a week and a half ago and uh, talking about getting him on here and having a conversation. So I'm hoping next month we can get him locked in. He's just, he's a busy uh, fellow. Yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, he's got that old 40s, 50s, switch it up to the 80s look. Yep, good stuff, man. For sure. Shit. So, uh, trying to see what time it is. No, oh, we got some time yet. We still there was a, a question. Are you guys taking walk-ins? Haha. <laughs> that was Sean. Sure. Oh, that was uh, Shady Cracker. So, possibly. yeah, that's him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not today, Sean. Oh my God, I should get him on here. It would just be something else. Any other questions? Or no one loves us today. No one likes us. Uh, there's a couple other uh, high fives and uh, tattoos by Jeremy Brown. Says good morning, fellas. Uh, J- J- Jelly Honey says hi. That's all uh, on the YouTube. There's probably some others out there. But... Yeah, we had um, up at uh, Red Tree for the reinventing event. We had Jeremy Brown on with uh, Jesse Smith. That was that was an impromptu um, podcast. That was awesome, man. I don't know if you guys caught that. Jesse Smith is just He's a cool cat. He's a super cool dude. I met him in Iowa last year. I was surprised at how cool he was. Really friendly. We're still waiting on confirmation for him for uh, Rubber City. Hopefully. Oh, that'd be- Have you watched him tattoo recently? Yeah, I was right next to him. I hung out with him all weekend. Dude, I'm like blown away. He was doing this big ass full color leg thing, whatever he does. And he had eight colors poured out. Yeah. Blew my fucking mind that he was doing the whole spectrum with eight colors. 
Oh, it kind of changed the color theory. <laughs> no, yeah, dude, it, was, it, was, it was super awesome. You didn't pour out 255 different gradations of the same color. <laughs> right, right. Made me rethink my supply. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, um, I've met Lauren from Raw Pigments. You ever mess with that stuff? No, not yet. Wow, dude, she, she gave me this ochre and she gave me a, I do black and gray work. So she gave me a black and gray set. Wow. <laughs> the, good, we, huh? the yellow ogre was just like, it jumped in by itself, dude. It was amazing. Yeah, I definitely want to try those. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Like I, I'm a big fan of uh, Eternal um, for like a traditional style and like my painterly stuff. But mm -hmm. I do use like a couple world famous, especially yeah. the, the reds. The, the world famous reds are cool but you can see such a difference in these pigments like world famous is kind of watery to me and eternal is kind of thick um yeah. and i was and and i use this raw dude and it it was like kind of wet butter and it just flowed it didn't dry out and nothing it was so easy to work with not that Have you used, uh, but, sorry go ahead that's that's cool. My bad. No, what I was saying, yeah, no, that's cool, man. If you guys haven't tried it, you should try it. And not to mention the company's super cool, man. They're very supportive. And it, it was really cool. I got to meet Lauren for the first time up at Red Tree and see this stuff and talk to them. And it, it was just such it, it was a good adventure up there. But yeah, that's that's a company to keep an eye on. Another uh, gray wash company. I don't know if you tried them, but it's called the Grays. That mm -hmm. they're super super nice. They're out of stock for a long time. They just came back, but yeah. Uh, uh, Andre Malcolm's uh, ink. Who? Uh, Andre Malcolm. Yeah. Now is that is that a uh, wash base or a whitewash base? A uh, wash base, I believe. Yeah. Like so, but traditional it, breakdown. It, it just gives. I don't know. It, it's so smooth and like some some gray wash sets they'll kind of settle in the, in the ink caps and you have to mix them up before you even yeah. you know, start using them again but these always seem super consistent and actually give like a like once it's healed it does the the amount of uh gray you lose is is very minimal uh so as it goes in it looks the way yeah. it's supposed to look nice check it out Crazy. Yeah, it's my problem lately with my gray wash with settling in the caps. Hold on, leave that up a sec, Gabe. I'm gonna screen cap that. Super nice stuff. Kingpin was selling it for a minute, but then it, it sold out pretty quick. And then, I mean, every everybody knows that the all the all the inks have kind of gone through a thing where they're more regulated and you have to have all these certifications and stuff. So I think he kind of was just doing it kind of a, a small scale then he's definitely taking it to another level he literally just came out with uh i think they're 12 ounce bottles or 16 ounce bottles like this weekend on eddie murphy's head <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> i didn't mean to cut you off there go, go. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic yes it is that's amazing <laughs> That's cool shit. It's gotta be good then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's some really nice stuff there.
Wow. Whoa. Hey, we love that on here. Oh my God. What is it? I'm scared. I mean, he probably could have wore socks. <laughs> it does have a hat on. Holy shit. How that's many like, pieces did you expensive. take together? Wow. Wonder if it no, that's it's all a one shot. It's taped up. That is fantastic. That's nuts. Go from no tattoos to that. Nice. Like it. This is gonna be the longest day of my life in yeah. history. He needs a coma. <laughs> That's from asshole to elbows, dude. That is gonna be maybe he couldn't wear socks. <laughs> no, he couldn't wore he could have wore booties. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Yup. Yeah, that's good shit. Uh, thank you for that, Gabe. That was fantastical. Oh uh, yeah, Andre is a uh, tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's amazing stuff, man. That's inspirational, there. So i i heard but, a, I heard a rumor that might be a a hill city or sorry a rubber city black from uh, from raw potentially. Oh, we love wow. that'd be nice. Are we allowed to say that? Oh, I, oh, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> it's all complete unsubstantiated rumors that I'm just spreading around by accident. <laughs> well, just make it happen and then it'll be true. Make it happen. Yeah. I guess I'm going to make that happen. And, they, and that there's no, no, I'm not going to get into it. All right. Um, yeah. How about them Gucci's? No, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, Gabe, you threw me for a loop. So, sorry about that. I do have. Uh, I got some other comment. I got some other comments yeah, here I can chat about. <laughs> the, uh, on, on the Facebook here, let's see. We've got people beaming in from uh, Mary says hello from BC, Canada. Uh, Alex Choki is from Denver, Colorado. He's clapping, hello, Alex. That's uh, metamorphosis underscore machines on IG. Uh, let's see, we've got Clayton Rice says hello from Minnesota. What's um, up, Clayton? He's getting a couple tattoos soon. Mary also wants to get some tattoos. I don't know, a lot of people want to get tattoos too. Uh, Mary says that'll look sick. Hello from Mexico. Yelly says hello from Mexico. Hola. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, okay, I think that's, uh, oh, there's a couple more about tattoos, but um, that, that was that run. So now. You could uh, bet you. <laughs> Any other secrets I could give up to, to throw you off? <laughs> huh. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I was try trying to think of something juicy from Red Tree I could pull out, but I, I really don't have anything. Oh, <laughs> you didn't get to see a lot of. Uh... No, 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 no. Oh, no. Okay. The dream. <laughs> oh, the nightmare. Remember the nightmare I told you about? Oh, yeah, I do. Good Lord. <laughs> i'm not that bad i'm not that kind of guy yeah so, yeah i can't bring it up man sorry i should have never brought it up did uh did, did uh lauren did, get, did lauren get you naked to do the uh the tattoo tour of your uh of your of your work i yeah. know oh, well, hell city we're going to that's for sure she, she got like bob and derb and, and fawn and uh she did a whole mess of recording of everybody's tattoo collections so bob tyrell it's fucking amazing dude she's, she's got like i don't know 15 20 minutes of her recording bob's tattoos 
tell them stories. He's telling, he's telling stories and shit. Out of control. Anyways, we're gonna get in Hell City. We'll get uh, get you recorded and naked. Tell us that. Nobody wants to see me naked. Not at fifty-two. <laughs> All they got to do is go in your bathroom at the shop. I saw that picture. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, there's. I I should send that over to you. Um. For my for what was it? My fiftieth birthday. Rich Cosgrove that works for me. He took a the what was it? The centerfold for Burt Reynolds, the Cosmopolitan Man. You could look it up, and he put my head on it. And they blew it up to like, what is it, about three feet by four feet, framed it, and hung it in the bathroom of my shop. That's fucking great. (laughs) That's some good shit. It's me eating a bowl of celery in pose. (laughs) That's awesome. Which is really funny is I had a client come in, come out of the bathroom, and they're like, oh, I didn't know it was that hair. I'm like, you really think that's me? Right. Some people really think that's the clients always come out and they're like, uh, that's an interesting photo of you in the bathroom. <laughs> you put it on the side of your building or in the window. Oh my god. Get you a lot more customers. Let me get get closed down. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, we got another one here. This will be awesome. We we could maybe uh we'll, we'll, we'll get some controversy maybe no maybe not uh faceted ink studios asking about uh the numa fours anybody Rich, any interested in any of the numas or numas wow that's Man, not I won't, I, won't let, I won't let air compressor machines be in my shop i can't handle that shit no no he's probably talking about the they do ones. that anymore <laughs> they don't no no the new ones no they've done that a long time well they, I'm, I'm really not familiar with the new numas then I think the new Numas are just uh, supposedly a really nice rotary, like a pen, but I guess they dive into how the needle goes in and out more like a coil machine with the duration of how long it stays in the skin and whatnot. And Numa somehow find a way to make their mechanism so it the needle behaves more like a coil machine. And that's the theory, <laughs> I guess. From what, I, from what I've read, they seem cool complicated but they seem cool yeah i have to check them out i'm not not really familiar with them at all no i I, i've heard pretty much the same thing you're saying adam i haven't really looked into it and something i will do there we go that's my only thing with rotaries some of them just get so overly complicated that i don't know i feel like that's the nice thing about a good old coil machine is you're still going to have that son of a bitch in 100 years right you know the technology like it's cool but how long is it really going to last oh yeah they had a podcast about this last year i remember i think carson was on it and who else Needle yeah they could uh we could find one on a fireside uh tattoo network jake meeks had a good one with him yeah i think you we we had a discussion too like it was one of the first ones i jumped in on it oh were- yeah he did uh carson was on uh Carson was on the show a while back. Yeah, he was talking yeah. about the. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, apparently um, I did speak to somebody. It might even have been Lauren who was talking about those machines, saying they're just absolutely fantastic. Or was might have been Jesse Yunker. I can't remember. Like I've talked to so many people in the past, right? Two days even. It's hard to keep track of all the information coming in. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, I have to look into this. Might have to score one game so we can test run it and critique it and check it out, review it. Love let's it. See, uh, uh, next up is, uh, let's see, Jelly Honey says, uh, I'm a tattooer and I happen to live in a junkyard. The gears are turning. Uh-oh. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's the address? Right. Come on. <laughs> You're scavenging. Uh, uh, Faceted Inc. did thank you for the uh, for the Numa uh, answer. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I, I recommend just going to their site and just going to the source direct if you need to find out about a product, whether it's Numa, yes. whatever. Just well, they wanted your I, expert opinions if uh, if available. Yeah, I'm not an expert in those. Nope. That's for yeah. sure. I built junk. I don't know nothing. That's right. I'm an expert in junk yards. Yeah. Indeed. So yeah, one of the coolest parts about building machines, like on my aspect, is I could just be walking down the street and see like a crusty washer laying on the ground and just get a whole build. Just a whole build. And that's the beauty of it. Just like you were talking about antique stores and flea markets and just seeing certain things, and it's just like you know right away, like ah, oh, yes. Yeah. And I know, like, I have boxes of just shit, junk in my basement, and I'll know exactly what piece will work with it yep. and where it is. And I call it organized chaos. Yeah. Is, is that your process, Adam? <laughs> oh, you, can, you can't see any of my stuff right now because my desk is a straight mess. Well, How I get anything built beyond me. What's that? Where is your workshop? Because when I when I talked to you this morning, I texted you. You're like, yeah, um, I was going to go out in the freezing cold and make some frames. Oh, I got in my garage is all my where I like build all the tools. And then I come in and, in the house, in the office here and kind of assemble and tune in and everything inside. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. I thought you built them on your roof or something. Yeah, I mean, I might as well. It's like 20 degrees outside. It's cold. Ooh. Yeah, man. In Ohio, it'll be 15 degrees one day, and I think it's supposed to be 56 degrees today. Yeah, 60 oh. down here. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, you guys get that lake effect shit too, yeah. man. <laughs> oh boy. Some like 18 inches of snow. One of those last giant storms that came through. Yeah. Oh, did you guys get hit that bad? Yeah, and we got hit with. I mean, freezing cool. rain to start, and then it was sleet, and then it was snow, then it was freezing rain again. And so it was. There wasn't a, there wasn't no plowing it or shoveling it. We got nothing. It went south of us, so we didn't even get a flood. Wow, that's yeah, that's yeah. pretty pretty lucky. Yeah, it gets dragged up through our little valley there all the time. Yeah, we got yeah. smashed pretty good up here, but it's clear enough. I think it's supposed to be warm today and tomorrow, so it's it's. I'm looking out the window now. It's melting. So we're yeah. It'll be good traveling weather for this weekend in Philly. Hopefully. Uh, Bryce, Bryce is in the uh, chat room. Says morning, fellas. Bryce? Morning. Who? What's the uh, Pittsburgh show this weekend? Uh, Pittsburgh Tattoo Expo. That's Greg Piper's show. He does a DC show also. Oh, okay. I didn't even know about that one. Gabe, did you say Bryce? Correct. Yep. Hey. Too bad we couldn't pull him in for the last <laughs> five minutes. 
Next month, Bryce, like it or not, we're coming for you. Wait, where? There it is. You. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was funny. All right. Pittsburgh's, so, uh, there's a Pittsburgh's uh, website here. Yeah, Greg Pipers. I want to try to go to that. Yeah, I'll be there every day but Saturday. Like I said, I have an appointment um, who's flying in. Kyle, hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. That's way too far for me for last minute. Look, there's Piper. You're a tough. Love it. Joe. That's my holy man. Moses, hey. you got out there on the top. Hey, I'm on there. Holy, holy, shoot me. That's crazy. I don't know. Uh, uh, Kyle Puka says, what's up, gentlemen? He's the uh, one of the people that took your class and is uh, building those tattoo machines, huh? Oh, yeah. What's up, Kyle? How's it going, dude? Yeah, he hits me up all the time for little tidbits of information. How's it coming together, Kyle? Hopefully he's coming together. <laughs> it's fun seeing his posts. He, uh, I mean, it's fun seeing everybody's posts in the, uh, you know, when they're building those machines. It's crazy. Is he putting anything up, like his step-by-step? I, I just kind of see it coming through the feeds, I think. I don't know, Kyle. Uh, let us know if there's a good spot to uh, check out all the pictures of this build you're making. Yeah, I'd love to see it, man. I love watching guys but, build stuff. Huh. Yeah, it, it might be time to uh, have everybody do their uh, official sign-offs, though. Yeah, I was getting ready to do that. Um, so I do want to plug the Rubber City Tattoo Invitational. That is July 29th through 31st. Um, I'm not the host of the show. I'm the owner of the show. So a lot of people are just misunderstanding that. Um, it's family owned, family run. It's going to be family friendly. And it, it, the show is not an invite only show, but there is a process for you to get in. So you can apply. Um, there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff going on there. Um, we have, of course, the live tattooing, the seminars, reinventing tattoo now. Um, we're gonna have distribution by local retailers, um, tattoo supply houses, um, different vendors. Like there's an antique store it's gonna be, there's gonna be henna art. We're gonna have just all kind of crazy displays and museum. Yeah, you just click that link for the hotel info where it says hotel info. Um, the hotel is gorgeous, man. It's, it's called the Bluetique. Um, in Akron and what it was, it was an old cigar factory. It was redone into a hotel. It's pretty amazing. That's just the booking page. Um, and it'll be family friendly. So we wanna keep people um, entertained. We wanna keep people fed. Um, this is an artist show. Um, we're gonna take care of the artists any way we can to make it streamlined smooth. We're gonna have bands. We're gonna have a motorcycle show Sunday, custom bike show outside for just a couple hours. Um, we got karaoke one night. We have Fuck yeah. a punk band from Cleveland. We have a doom band from Akron. Um, it's going to be sick. We have a grindcore band from Pittsburgh. So it's, it's going to be something else. And then we have a comedian who's from Akron, who's part of the family, actually, uh, Urban Clay. And um, yeah, we got a, two MCs. 
and DJ. And there's going to be a lot more other stuff, man. There's a microphone. Yeah, two turntables and a microphone. I got a new microphone actually for Christmas from Arvin. Believe it, you see that little? I got blue balls. It's kind of contradictory. But anyhow, (laughs) um, my name is Tony Urbanic. I can be reached at at Turbanic Machines, T U R B A N E K, or at Tony Urbanic, or at Rubber City Tattoo Invitational, or at Inkadinkadoo underscore tattoo. Um, you can email me, ask me any questions. Um, this podcast will be every third Wednesday of every month. And we'll have different builders and guests on and critique panels and special events. But um, I appreciate you all. And uh, Adam, if you want to um, give out your contact info, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I appreciate Guy for giving us this platform. Rob Pigments, who's sponsoring the show, Ultimate, um, uh, Wicked Fast, just uh, sponsored the show and myself. And uh, yeah, go ahead, Adam. You want to? Oh, and thank you, Gabe, because without this, I would definitely not be here without Gabe. That's for sure. So you're the man, Gabe. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I super appreciate it. This was super awesome. You can get at me. It's at Junk Machine Co. on Instagram. I believe you can find my uh, my Facebook there. So if anyone has any questions, I'm always down to talk machines. It's pretty much all I ever want to talk about, usually. Tattooing questions, whatnot. Thank my homie, uh, get it, Blasted Tattoo Care also. They're one of, they started sponsoring me this year. Really cool, veteran-owned, small company that makes tattoo care products and stuff. So yeah, just hit me up whenever, about whatever. I'm done. Rich? Uh, you can get me at uh, Rich Helton at Blood Money Irons on Instagram. I uh, also have bloodmoneyirons.com. Always down to do custom stuff. Uh, I got some cool projects coming out. The one was the cartridge machine. I got a flash book coming out any day, any day now. 62 different artists. Each artist did a flash page. It turned out super, super nice. Um, we got a couple other small projects in, in the works, but uh, nothing I can put out there yet. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I just like doing unique custom machines, you know. Always, always, down to, always down to chat with people about machine stuff. That's awesome. We'll have to do this again, you guys. Uh, I appreciate you all coming on and be on the lookout at the rubber city show me and rich got something in the works for uh for it you have have to show up to see it um i'm gonna bring some stupid stuff to that one too don't worry you'll bring bring some junk oh yeah all right and yeah we got to get on this uh the tattoo machine olympics for gabe and make this come to fruition for sure yeah that sounds that sounds like a great idea uh, I'm receptive to ideas. It should be fantastic. And uh, be- I'll be up in Hell City in May. If anybody wants to come up and visit and chew it up, get tattooed, or look at my crusty junk. <laughs> awesome. Well, this would be the time where we would be uh, rolling the credits if we were a uh, 
well, a real time TV show. But uh, in, the, in the lieu of that, if you all just give a good wave and uh, thanks again, I'll be clicking the button in moments. I'm clicking the button. Cheers. All right.